The following is a hoop ball presentation. Another NBA open night in the books. Yo, yo, yo! What is up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of NBA Today Hoop Ball Presentation. I am your host. Corbin Forge, follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. It's HoopBall presentation. You know the drill. Check out HoopBall, hoop-ball.com on Twitter at HoopBallTweets. Yo, we have the best in the business going on right now. You you have literally, you name it, they got it. Aaron Bruski, Dan Vespers, Adam King, all these fantasy basketball experts at your disposal. Not only can you literally find them on Twitter, you can find them behind this website. You can find them on Discord. Yes, you can communicate them whenever on Discord. How? Get the HoopBall 360 package, y'all. It includes Fantasy Pass, DFS Pass, Wager Pass, the Brewski 150, the top 150 list out there. You have that HoopBall VIP, everything, the ultimate HoopBall experience. You get that amazing access to that Discord chat that is popping, yo. It's all over. I had to meet it for a minute because I'm like, this is too much. I got to take a break. This is too much. But check it out please it's really good stuff and i I don't know why you wouldn't want to take advantage of it all right anyways housekeeping notes aside let's get into the games let's see what happens It's only two love opening night for that reason you really get to sink in and focus on a game you know see how it is get a get a feel without maybe jumping to overreactions get a feel for how each team is playing uh some larger takeaways all that good stuff while also understanding that hey it is game one uh, you also get to buy a little bit into the stories. You know, this is before everything starts blurring together. Uh, you know, we have a big slate of games uh, tonight. So last night's games were really easy to kind of focus on and, 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 and like I said, really kind of center in. So that's been cool. We got to start with a game, though, that wasn't cool. Golden State Warriors, Brooklyn Nets. We know, you know, the first game, uh, Kevin Durant playing against his old team, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Steph Curry returns after a very short injury-plagued um, season. You have a new-look Warriors cast. Draymond Green did not play. He is day-to-day, but, you know, he's expected to be back soon. Yet uh, several new arrivals in Golden State. How would this game unfold? Uh, in unfolded Brooklyn's way, it did that very early. Final score was 125-99. to Brooklyn. Started the show, of course, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving was especially electric. The dude shot 62% from the field, knocked down four threes, four rebounds, four assists, 26 points, had an amazing first half. He was solid in the second half, but really by the end of that, the game was pretty much decided. 25 minutes for Kyrie, 24 for Kevin Durant, 7-16 shooting, knocked down a three, got to the line, converted everything from there, five rebounds, three assists, 22 points for him. It wasn't just him, though. I really think the, the sleeper game, the big game coming off the bench, one Karis LeVert. Yeah, he didn't shoot super well from the field. He did knock down three three-pointers. So there's a guy who, you know, lower 30s and threes. Solid start. Also, nine rebounds, five assists. Looked aggressive. He is a sleeper pick for a six-man of the year, in my opinion. Especially if he plays like this, where the offense can kind of run through him. So far, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie did stagger slightly. But for the most part, it was free reign for Karis, and that was great. Jeff Green made the most of his minutes. Uh, Jared Allen coming off the bench. Did not reach an extension with Brooklyn, so restricted free agency next season. 12 points, 7 rebounds. DeAndre Jordan, you know, he did his part. Uh, plus 21, 4 points, 11 boards. 
honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't really notice he was there outside of one um, pretty exclamatory dunk. You know, I'm hoping I use that right. Anyway, he was decent. I think it isn't really about how good Brooklyn played as much as it is how bad Golden State did. Steph Curry had a bad shooting night. Okay, 21 shots to lead the team. Only converted 7 of those. 2 of 10 from 3. Somehow managed to cobble together 10 assists to go along with his 20 points. And I say somehow because, y'all, this game was, it was brutal for Golden State. It, it was not good. The biggest lead they had, 2 at the very beginning. Biggest lead for Brooklyn, 38. Let's go into percentages. Because um, they were not pleasant. Golden State shot 37% from the field, 30% from three, 65% from the free throw line. They were outscored in points in the paint. They were tied in fa- they were outscored in fast break points by a bunch. They were tied in second chance points. It, it really wasn't that close. And I'm just going to run through some of these numbers here. Uh that were just ugly, uh, especially ugly. And and let's start with the two guys I really hoped, and still do, it's game one, y'all, of 72. Two guys I really hope would step up to kind of help Steph Curry manage the scoring load. Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins. Now, Kelly had a couple of crazy dunks. He had some nice dunks. He had a nice putback on a Steph miss. Uh, he had a breakaway dunk. That was really just about it for him. Uh, he had six points on, get this, three of 14 shooting. Attempted six threes, missed every one. Seven rebounds, two assists. That was it. Andrew Wiggins, rough. He actually did better than Oubre, but was getting raked over the coals on Twitter, and somewhat rightfully so. 25 points, two of six from, I mean, 25 points. <laughs> 25% from the field. <laughs> Four of 16. Two of six from three. Two rebounds, one assist, 13 points. Felt like he slept walked through some of the game. I wish I were joking, but I'm not. It wasn't a great look for those guys. It really wasn't. I mean, when your two guys combine, uh, your two wingmen combine to score seven of what? Seven of 30? Yeah, seven of 30 from the field. Two of 12 from three. That's horrible. Eric, Eric Pascal was, was pretty much a non-factor. Six points, barely noticed. James Wiseman got a lot in garbage time done. I thought he was a little uh, out of sorts on defense. Wasn't as aggressive on the glass. He admitted that as much later. But he did end up with a promising 19 points and 6 rebounds. I don't understand what the hate on Twitter was about him. He knocked down some shots late. Uh, 4-8 from the free throw line. Did knock down a 3. You know, he, he got a, a couple of points together in the latter stage of the fourth quarter. Nothing crazy there. Kevon Looney probably did the best job sticking stuff, um, sticking uh, Kevin Durant. But all in all, just 11 minutes, 2 of 4 from the field. That was it. Came Bazemore, nada. Marquise Chris, 4 of 10. Jordan Poole, nada. I mean, it, it was rough. It was really rough. And this could be a sign moving forward. Draymond Green, when he comes back, adds so much to Golden State from a leadership standpoint, from a defensive standpoint. Maybe, you know, as a connector on offense, get a couple of extra assists, get people more in the right areas. He's not a, a high-volume shot maker. We all know this. So he's not adding that. The offensive value that you're getting is going to come from the guys already on the team. And that's concerning, especially off the way they play right now. Are, are there going to be games where the jump shot's falling a little better? Yes, but I just didn't see the assertiveness. It, it seemed like it was running through Steph, and when it wasn't, it was it was just kind of, okay, your turn, go get a shot, man, your turn. Steph's screening for others. Like, you guys should be running Steph through mazes to get him the kind of shots. And I get it. The gravity will not be the same. You don't have a Clay Thompson on the other wing. You don't have a Kevin Durant, you know, lurking on the other side or, or in the corner, either of them. You don't have that, that, that superb spacing that you did back in the day. But this made Steph Curry's game just look so hard. Last night was rough. It really was. And yes, you know, Curry 
try to get some shots up, but the pressure was on him. Nobody relieved it. Nobody else could buy a bucket. Everybody knew that after the first quarter, and it was horrible. And I think that's a, a, a sign of, of concern moving forward. I do. I do. I, unless you think that Andrew Wiggins can be someone he hasn't been, I might finally be off the Andrew Wiggins train. I know. I Yeah, yeah I don't know, but I've been on the Andrew Wiggins. He's only 21, 2, 3, 4, 5. There I am right now. He's only 25. He can be a serviceable player. Is he going to continue shooting 4 for 16? I don't think so. No. But, like, I don't know. New year, new guys. Like, I expected a different mindset. I expected a different aggression out of the gate. It fell away from Golden State so fast. And nobody reached back. Outside of maybe a minute of Kelly Oubre, nobody reached back to try to make it close. Nobody reached back to dig in deep to get a string of points together. And they were just getting raked by Brooklyn. Brooklyn's offense just looked so efficient. Just mad efficient. It did, and even look at the numbers. I mean, uh, yeah, Kyrie, 62% from the field. That's fire. You know, Kyle Subvert, 35. Kevin Durant, 43. Joe Harris, 50% on eight shots. Like, it wasn't like they were all, like, super efficient individually, but, like, they were just getting ease to their shots. Just getting around, making things happen. Getting wide-open shots. Golden State's defense looked porous. That's a shame. So, moving forward, I mean, we got to see Brooklyn... How they play against, you know, uh, I think Golden State's going to be at the bottom of the West. Not the very bottom, like playing in for a playing spot, but definitely not a team that you measure how good Brooklyn is off of. Uh, so I don't look at this blowout one way or the other, really. Golden State, this was a bad game, but they can bounce back. They're a solid enough team, I think. I mean, they got to get Steph Curry some easier looks. They have to make the game easier for him. This looked way too tough. But aside from that, I'm not really tripping to game one. That being said, ugly opening game. I mean, I went, was going to get myself dinner relax a little bit, fire up 2K on my handheld. It was that kind of game. I watched still because, you know, it's NBA. Love it. I'm a fan, but it was not. As far as watchability was concerned, yeah. Anyways, moving on from that game, let's go to Lakers versus Clippers. Before we get to Lakers versus Clippers, I do got to say, please, as far as NBA today, rate, review, subscribe, check it out uh, wherever you find podcasts on iTunes. Get the word out. And while you're at it, check out the entire Hoopball Podcast Network family of pods. Fantasy NBA Today, box score breakdown, pretty much every night action happens, which you see it happened last night. DFS Today, Today in Sports Betting, obviously NBA Today. You know, it's all of this. The Fantasy NBA Today pod is a can't miss in general. Dan does an amazing job, but if you think that's great content, which it is, check out the team-specific podcasts we have. Bulls cast, Clippers, Grizzlies, Hawks, Heat, Kings, Lakers, Mavs, Nets, and Pelicans. You don't want to miss this content. Check it out. All season, you are covered with more on the way with HoopBall. So please check that out. On a personal note, if you have any constructive criticism for me, please let me know. Follow me on Twitter. Rate, review, subscribe. All that good stuff. All right. Aside from that, HoopBall has some amazing partners. So we definitely got to share those. First off, my bookie. It's back. Sports are here. NBA season just kicked off last night. It is here. Check it out. Get all up on the action. Put your own action up in there. Sign up for a new account at MyBookie with a coupon code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Get that 100% deposit match bonus. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Check it out. Get on in there. Uh, check out Dan Bespers on Twitter. He has some great stuff going on uh, as far as some gifts with MyBookie. Get on in there. This is your chance to ease in and see what it's about. So why not? What are you waiting for? Check that out. Promo coupon code HOOPBALL. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Also, HOOPBALL's partnered with the great folks at Manscaped once again. Go to Manscaped.com because guess what? It's Lawnmower 3.0 season. 
Lawnmower 3.0 is their gr- just latest and greatest electric trimmer. Everything you need. You can do it in the dark. You can do it in the, sh- in the shower. It's waterproof. It's LED light all over. It's a great product. And you can get your hands on that and a little bit of a discount. Use promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 all together to get 20% off your order plus free shipping. Again, HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 to get 20% off your order and free shipping. So definitely make sure to use those great codes. Follow these great partners. Get some great content. It's great all around. So Lakers versus Clippers. Lakers versus Clippers was a lot um, more competitive of a game. Uh especially for one where you know there was only uh one time that the game was tied there was zero lead changes it, it was a game that was weird in that way uh i mean the clippers had a, a big lead um the biggest lead they had was 22 the lakers clawed back to tie it that one time but the lakers never had the lead all game clippers ultimately pulled it out on lakers ring night 116 to 109 led by Paul George, who scored 26, 26 of his 33 points in the second half. He literally took over the third quarter, even as the Lakers kind of stuck around, made it competitive. He, he came in, kept pushing the Clippers ahead. He ultimately finished with those 33 points on 72% shooting, 13 to 18 from the field, five of eight from three, six rebounds, three assists. And like, I get it, y'all. And, and, and it's so deserved. I'm a Lakers fan, y'all. Like, at the end of the day, I'm an NBA fan first and foremost. But if we're talking about a team alliance, it it, it lies in L.A., the Lakers. With that being said, some of the slander now, I get it. It's fun. It is a lot of fun. Like, people who say that the Paul George jokes aren't funny, they're not funny. They just don't get it. And, that, and that's cool. They just don't have a sense of humor. Not everyone does. But let's not disrespect the man in the game he has. The dude was top three in MVP voting three years ago. The dude can ball out. The dude did ball out his game is so smooth coming off of pin downs you know being a playmaker still being a very effective defender someone who rebounds well shoots from deep has the stroke going all over the court the guy can play yes he's had some horrible choke jobs he has biggest stage playoffs we get it he talks a lot i said this on twitter yesterday if he just lets his game do the talking he'll be okay it's the extra context that he attempts to add throughout the game that forms narratives that are different from what we're seeing on the floor but if we just look at the product on the floor there's a reason he's been a star there's a reason he was the guy in indiana there is a reason that he was a great wingman alongside russell westbrook and okc his game is versatile enough he is a very good player he works well with Kawhi. he is in a game where Kawhi scored 26 points on 26 shots one of eight from three two rebounds three assists we're not even worried about that right now he shot an ugly game we're not even worried about that. Why? Clippers got the win. Paul George led the way, did so in an effective way. So let's pause the slander for one game, please. That's all I'm saying. All right. Mention Kawhi Leonard. A lot of his shots just didn't go in. I feel like the Lakers have the same situation they had last year. I didn't have the show this time last year, but in terms of sticking Kawhi, who is that guy? You know, they were able to get a bye with stretches last year with Avery Bradley and Danny Green. Kawhi was too strong for Danny Green, too big for you know, A.V. Bradley or KCP. They still have KCP. Wes Matthews got a, a, a job on him. Uh, and honestly, it was it was all right. You know, KCP still got some run. Kawhi still got his shots. I didn't think that he had a hard time doing it. Had a couple of um, kind of leaners where he forced his way in and just lofted a soft shot over Marcus Gasol, who just absolutely had a worse game today. He had one of the worst games last night. He did. And some games aren't a matchup for Gasol, but I digress. Going back to Kawhi, I feel like, he was able to get the shots he wanted. They just didn't go down. 
His three ball was flat. You know, he missed a lot of shots. He definitely was attempting in volume. He got them up, but they just didn't go down. But I don't think the Lakers really made him more or less work for it. He just didn't knock them down. That happens. He also had five fouls, so, you know, some foul trouble was there. Not a, a huge factor throughout, but it, it counted. Uh, Nick Batum, you know, the guy who's been kind of wasting away in Charlotte. Wasting away because game wasted away. Uh, he played, that's all I'm going to say, 3.6 rebounds, 6 assists in 28 minutes, 1 of 4 from the field, 1 of 3 from 3. I still think he's more or less gone. He still has some versatility, some value as a defender, someone who can, you know, uh, conceivably shoot the ball and has a little bit of playmaking chops, but, like, is he a real impact player out there? Eh, eh but they had to because when you don't have Marcus Morris due to injury, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So that that was a thing. Um, aside from that, Serge Baca played, made a more immediate impact at the beginning of the game, knocking down some shots, opening up the Lakers inside, softening it up a little bit with some jumpers. Five of seven from the field, knocked down two threes, six rebounds. You know, he's a role player, 15 points. He did okay. He did his job. He did it well. Uh, he obviously showed an offensive element that Montrose Hell never had, and so the Clippers' floor was just so much more spread um, just in general. That additional defensive value that he brought, you know, not being a net negative just from the minute he walked on the court, that was uh, helpful for them as well. But as far as his immediate impact, you know, he's a guy who's going to play well in his role, and that's great. Pat Bev, you know, Pat Bev game. 10 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, Zubach, 11.6 rebounds. Patrick Patterson got more minutes. Patrick Patterson should not get more minutes. <laughs> Lou Will did Lou Will things. Uh, 11 points, 3 rebounds, knocked down a couple of threes, got to the lane. You know, it, it felt like a, a kind of weird game. Clippers built up a big lead. Lakers, obviously, coming off of a very, very well done kind of ring ceremony. You had the families over the, you know, over the video uh, give, uh, you know, shout to their to their players, their their sons, their husbands, whatever the case may be. You know, the Lakers weren't going to come with that needed aggression. You've all softened up, reached the goal that you were fighting for. You got a championship ring. You're, you know, you're feeling you're feeling nice. And then the Clippers, who've been in the locker room just stewing, waiting an extra 40 minutes for the game, they hit you in the mouth real quick. I actually thought the Lakers were going to fold. I'm not even going to lie. I was like, eh, okay, get ready for the Clipper hot takes. Record the show a little bit early to kind of see where the chips fall. To the Lakers' credit, they came back. They clawed back. Dennis Schroeder had himself a pretty effective game. He tried to do too much, in my opinion. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, the numbers look decent. 14 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. He shot 5 15 from the field. That's a no-no. But he shot 2 uh, 5 from 3. That's not bad. Uh, Marcus Saul, man, 12 minutes, 5 fouls, 1 rebound, 1 assist. I mean, he didn't even stay on the court long enough to really get any traction. So I don't fully blame him, you know. But it wasn't it wasn't great. Um that much I'll tell you it, it didn't look so well in some matchups he's going to be vulnerable to you know he's 35 going to be 36 very soon uh not someone you could put on switch especially on you know quick point guards or guys like Kawhi or, or Paul George the exact opposite of what you want um Marcus ought to be guarding Anthony Davis looked kind of smooth had his moments 18.7 rebounds two assists could have done more but you know I, I think they'd fallen behind early he did he was effective in spots uh but just not all the way there LeBron James, same thing, 7-17 from the field, 22 points, uh, 3 rebounds, 5-7 five, five of seven from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. He, he had his moments as well. AD and LeBron kind of were kind of going at half speed, it felt like. They had moments, they did. But you could tell they were a little off rhythm. Obviously, they had those 71 days off that it's not a lot of time for an NBA basketball player to get back in action, especially opening night and just come out the gate and go, bam, we're in. Uh, so that, that obviously showed a little bit. I think both those guys will round to form and get better. Uh, LeBron definitely had his looks. They just didn't all go down. AD was smooth, especially in the mid-range. Getting to a shot, he powered through for a dunk early in the first quarter. He just didn't get that consistent traction that was needed. So nothing to really take away from them in that way. Just 
C plus games for your two biggest guys. Usually that will get you uh, you know a, a less than stellar performance to L occasionally. KCP at nine points, not a lot there. Uh, he had a moment or two of you know playing good defense and spurring a quick rally. Uh, in fact, his one three-pointer was one in transition that kind of helped narrow the gap and really helped the Lakers claw back in, but not a lot there. Montrezl Harrell had his moments defensively. Yikes. You know, uh, Zubac and everybody inside got their points, but Montrezl got his numbers as he is wont to do. 17 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists in 32 minutes. Definitely was a, a key offensive engine alongside Dennis Schroeder, especially for games where LeBron James and AD played less than stellar or less than stellar for themselves. Kyle Kuzma had a nice game. 15 points. 54% shooting. I only gave you one rebound one ass- and, and one assist and didn't do a whole lot else. So I don't know if you look at it that way. Oh, my fault. Only gave you one rebound, no assist. So, you know, but whatever. You don't judge his game by assist. You know what he's on the floor to do. Uh, you hope there's some more versatility there, but you'll get what you get. And 15 points is not the worst in the world. Caruso looked out of sorts. Taylor Horton Tucker only got 10 minutes. Not a whole lot to break down in this game as well. Um, you just think, hey, the Lakers got bounced back a little bit. Marcus Gasol, you think, will play more than 12 minutes a game and not be taken out by foul trouble. KCP will probably knock down a lot more shots. LeBron and AD will definitely play a lot better than shooting, you know, 41% from the field and 17 shots and 53 on 15. I mean, AD's your, your main guy. AD was tied for uh, most shots on the team alongside Schroeder. That, that, that alignment is just a little off. I'm tied for second. LeBron took the most shots, but just a little off in alignment. A, you give AD and LeBron more of that, and, and, and Dennis Schroeder and Harrell, in terms of shot distribution, will be in that next cluster, in my opinion. So, credit to the Lakers for calling back in the game, making it something. Not a whole lot I'm looking at as far as takeaways from now. Lakers didn't come with the requisite energy to take over. Clippers played. They had a little bit more of an edge. They played a little bit more, especially those stars played a lot more heavier minutes. And some of that was because, you know, the Lakers conceded maybe, possibly, but even then, the Clippers stars still on the floor well into crunch time. I mean, it was just enough for the Lakers to be in striking distance, even though it wasn't. I'm talking about after the Lakers came back from that 22-point deficit. So, it was weird. But, no, with Ty Lue there, you can see a little more energy. Clippers definitely going to run more. These are early takeaways. You see the Clippers are definitely going to get up a lot more threes. I mean, Kawhi took eight. Kawhi took eight. George took eight. Beverly took five. Serge took three. Batum took three. Pat Bev and Lou Wells off the bench each took four. Kennard took three. Even Jackson got two off the bench. Now, that's 43-point shots altogether. Now, they only knocked down 14, but that's a, st- a relatively robust 35%. You take that to the Lakers, who, you know, three-point shooting was rough last year. It's somewhat of the same right now. 31% on 29 attempts. Nine of 29. Barely mentioned Wes Matthews, who, eh, minus 18 took two threes, missed both, was getting cooked on the minutes that he had um, guarding Kawhi, so that didn't stop Kawhi in the slightest. He, he just was, I don't know whether it was due to rust or rhythm or roll, and they're trying to figure that out, but did not have a very good game. Maybe he's cooked. <laughs> Maybe that's my hot take. Maybe he's cooked. Game one of the 2021 post, uh, 2021 season. Wes Matthews is done. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I don't know. Um, what I do know is that he didn't have a good game. But maybe, you know, again, they can sort that out and kind of find out where he's going to be moving forward. All right. That concludes last night's games. Let's talk about tonight's games. So we start early. We got Charlotte, LaMelo Ball, getting his rookie debut against the Cleveland Cavs. <laughs> you know how it is. Darius Garland, Colin Sexton. You got Isaac Okoro, uh, the the all-star front court of uh, Kevin Love and <laughs> Andre Drummond. You got that at 7 p.m. Eastern. 
Also at 7, the next three games here, you got the New York Knicks and Obi Toppin against the Indiana Pacers, Vic Oladipo, you know, the whole gang, Sabonis is back, Miles Turner, see how that goes. Miami Heat will be playing Orlando. Going to see the defending champs in action against uh, a fresh Orlando team, uh, led by uh, what? Markel Fultz, Evan Fournier, you know how the gang is. Nikola Vucevic, you got Cole Anthony, rookie watch there. Uh, the one game I'll be really watching, uh, Washington versus Philadelphia. Russell Westbrook-Bradley Beal against this new revamped Philadelphia team. See how they go. Philadelphia's going to have a lot more eyes on them, not just because they're a good team in the Eastern Conference, but also because, hey, if Ben Simmons isn't playing well, the Philadelphia 76ers fall below uh, expectations early, they could swing a trade for James Harden. That's in play. So definitely make sure to check that out. At 7.30, also on TNT, you got Milwaukee playing Boston. Yes, the Bucks, Giannis, Drew Holiday playing the Celtics. See how, you know, these new pieces come in. You will not have Kemba Walker. He apparently, according to some reports, will be out for a while. So expect heavy Jeff Teague minutes and shudder at the thought. The Pelicans will play the Raptors at 7.30 as well. Eastern, of course. Zion getting that, you know, sophomore season started. Got the Toronto Raptors. Lost some guys, but you know what? They're still a solid core, and it's going to be fun to watch them. Hawks versus Chicago at 8. Thunder versus Rockets at 8 as well. Next Two games also at 8, so I'm just going to keep going there. Uh, Spurs versus Memphis. Be checking that out, seeing how they go. The young Grizz had a great postseason. Spurs had a horrible postseason. I mean, preseason. I said postseason. Both those guys, um, both of those teams on different trajectories based off their preseason. We'll see how they go in the first regular season matchup. Minnesota, Anthony Edwards in action. Rookie debut against the Detroit Pistons. Let's see how that works together. Kind of see how Carlton Townsend and General Russell go. See what Malik Beasley looks like. The Timberwolves are a confusing team. I love them, and I'm ready to see what they bring against the Pistons. Sacramento and Denver play at 9. Busy slate of games. This is like the official opening night. Going to be a lot of fun to watch that. Uh, See where they go. At 10, you have Utah and Portland. That is going to be a a marquee uh, league pass game. Jazz and Portland are, are teams that have been floated about in various circles to be competing for that 2-3 spot, 3-4 spot in the Western Conference. So you get a clash early on the opening night. That will be fun. Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, <laughs> Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, that clash, deep benches. It should be a lot of fun. And then the last game, the nightcap to close it out on ESPN, Dallas versus Phoenix. Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, in the Suns' debut regular season. It should be a lot of fun to check that out. I am looking forward to that. So you have a a hearty slate of games here uh, for tonight, and it's going to be so much fun. I love the opening week of NBA basketball. Remember, this is League Pass, uh, NBA League Pass free preview as well, so there is no excuse to not be able to watch all the basketball that you want. Seriously, it's going to be all over. So definitely check that out. I mean, these games, man, I'm just counting real quick. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 games. Literally, all the other 26 NBA teams will be playing. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Uh, But aside from that, one last little piece of news before we close out. The Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame has announced the eligible candidates for the class of 2021. Uh, the Hall of Fame is planning two separate enshrinement ceremonies for the 2021 calendar of the year. So you have first-time nominees Doug Collins, Michael Cooper, Howard Garfinkel, Lou Henson, Paul Pierce, Val Alkerman, Yolanda Griffin, and Lauren Jackson. Uh, returning to the ballot, you have Chauncey Billups, Chris Bosch, 
Rip Hamilton, Bob Huggins, Ben Wallace, Chris Weber, Jay Wright, Swin Cash, and Becky Hammond, among others. So, uh, the Jump released that yesterday. Uh, that's going to be kind of fun. There is the complete list out below. Um, you can check that uh, on NBA.com. They have literally a, a variety who's who of who's who just luminaries out there to check out for sure. Um, NBA.com, uh, Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, everyone that's available. But those guys are those guys and girls, those ladies and gentlemen, are the, the shining stars. I would love to see some of the guys that I end up kind of watching: Chauncey Billups, Chris Bosh, especially uh, Weber at the tail end. You know, Paul Pierce. These guys getting shined out would be kind of cool. But at the same time, Lauren Jackson, Seattle Storm, she had some balling days, yo. Like Michael Cooper, I could not believe he did not make it. Showtime Lakers from back in the day, and the stuff he did with the Sparks later. You know, as a coach, so it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to see how uh, this all goes down. Well, that'll do it here for the first episode of the 2020-2021 NBA season for NBA Today. Again, follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Check out HoopBall. You already know what is going on down there. It is amazing. Get on that. Take advantage. Full advantage, all right? Aside from that, y'all know what I am. I'm frosty as always. It is a brisk 52 degrees here where I'm recording. And because of that, y'all need to stay frosty. I am transferring that frostiness to y'all. Take it through y'all day. Get pumped up for tonight. Y'all will hear from me tomorrow. (laughs) Have a good one, y'all. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.